Ties, Courtney Cronin, Monica McNutt, L. Duncan. I need your words. I need your time covering all sport, all business, all life. Has there ever been anybody who did everything as great as Shohei Otani? I mean, what are we talking about here? There is a quote I love. It was said about Michael Jordan. As good at his job as anyone has ever been at their job, ever in anything. How that doesn't apply more to Shohei Otani? He's working two jobs to make ends meet. Let's go around the horn. El Duncan is as close as these guys. El Duncan does uh, two jobs. Monica McNutt does two jobs. Courtney Cronin does two jobs. Mina Khan does two jobs. At least. Working women. We'll get to that in a second. We start with the news of the day from the NFL. Suspensions incoming. Adam Schefter says the league is handing down season-long suspensions to multiple players for gambling. One of the players, Isaiah Rogers of Indianapolis, Kick returner, defensive back, expected to be a starter for the Colts this year. Has been the subject of a league investigation into possibly gambling on the Colts. Gambling on NFL games. Mina Kimes, where does the league find itself today? You know, I think they're in a bit of a tricky spot, Tony, and my thinking on this issue has evolved. My first reaction to the news that these suspensions would be coming down was... Really, you know, after Calvin Ridley got suspended for a year, these guys are really gambling. Come on. And I do think that applies with Rodgers. Betting on your own team, frankly, is just stupid. However, these rules are a little bit more complicated than I thought. Some of these Lions players were suspended for not even betting on football, which they're allowed to do, but not at team facilities. Meanwhile, coaches aren't allowed to bet on anything. It feels like the complexity of the rules, which the NFL did because they wanted to let players bet on other sports, is actually making it a little bit too complicated. And I can't help but wonder if the whole thing should just be simplified and all betting should be banned. Hmm. Courtney Cronin, in your time covering the league, what position does the NFL find itself in? I think this is a wake-up call with the suspensions that are expected to be handed down because when Calvin Ridley was suspended, he was the only one at the time suspended for gambling, and he's a former first-round pick. First-round picks have a longer leash. The guys that you heard in this report, Isaiah Rogers being one of them, a six-round pick, they're all day three undrafted guys. It's much easier to replace that talent, so throwing your career away potentially with a one-year-long suspension truly isn't worth it. This spring, the emphasis has been on the gambling policy. Cole Komet, a tight end for the Chicago Bears, I remember asking several players about this. What has the NFL done to try to emphasize some of these rules? And his answer was that they had a PA rep come in and say, if you are at a road game in Vegas, you cannot go to a sports book the night before. They didn't know these rules ahead of time. And the six that the NFL is trying to really emphasize here, Tony, are ones that are going to be a, a part of a continual education process to make sure that these current players don't end up like the ones who are facing year-long suspensions. Monica McNutt, your view of it. Uh, when this news came down today, I was like, well... Kind of thought something like this was going to happen. It certainly is disappointing, and you would think that guys would simplify it for themselves, whether the league does or doesn't, and just not enter this territory. But I'm not surprised. I think when we saw the messaging come down with what happened with the Lions organization, you could see how serious the league was going to continue to take this issue. I Listen, gambling is as much a part of the sports 
consumption experience as scoring literally is across all sports. If I were players or their reps, their coaches, their guys that support them, just don't do it. You make a ton of money anyway. And L. Duncan. Yeah, the reason that it seems so jumbled and confusing and whatnot is because the league is being so incredibly reactive and they weren't proactive about this at all. I'm all about personal accountability. Like, these are grown men. You're betting on your own team. And if you believe the reports, when it comes to Rodgers, it's for bets of 25 and 50 bucks, potentially. Like, putting at risk an almost $3 million salary this year. But at the same time, guys, gambling's always been an undercurrent. And as we saw states starting to legalize it, the NFL still treated it like the elephant in the room that they ignored. Now they want to ride the elephant, and they're confused and shocked that the elephant is trampling people along mm. the way. So they need to shore up what they've done as well and take a little accountability. It's that point right there I want to go back to Courtney on. I mean, we're talking about some of these rules were made haphazardly or very quickly. It's timing out to when the league had sponsorship deals with gambling sites. When you talk about those six rules, because it does, I mean, to your point, Tony, first, it does seem kind of hypocritical. When you've got sports books in NFL stadiums and you're telling players, can't bet on this, but you can bet on that. And then, of course, for all NFL personnel that are not players, there is the, like, the zero tolerance policy. Eventually, I think the NFL in the CBA is going to have to work out a different gambling policy. But as it stands right now, going into this season with the increased education that the league is trying to force through, just like the uniform policy, when players go out onto the field, there's a placard that says you can wear this, you cannot wear this. They need to have the same thing when it comes to those six rules that they're trying to push through and emphasize when it comes to the gambling policy. Thanks for your thoughts on that. We'll move on. Breaking news? What's the opposite of breaking news? We have an opposite breaking news story, the opposite of surprise. We have a prize. Shohei Otani. Two more home runs last night for the major league leading 28 while pitching and striking out Ted and getting the win for the Angels, who are currently in wild card position. This is what we've been waiting for. Otani in a pennant race, or at least a playoff race as we start the summer. L. Duncan, what level have we reached with Shohei Otani today, and how much higher can it go? We have reached the level of me apologizing for every bill of sale that I sold you when it came to show <laughs> Why? Does that the get your point? Been... That you're apologizing? But, well, because listen, listen, I'm a sports center anchor by trade, okay? It is my job to sell you storylines on June 28th, knowing there's not a ton of storylines. <laughs> and I'm angry that we did that because it really doesn't underscore how incredible what Shohei Otani oh, is doing right now. Because listen, we've heard ad nauseum this idea that he's a two-way player. And he has shown that, but at different times, you guys. Two years ago, it was all about his hitting. Last year, he was a Cy Young winner. It was all about his pitching. The month of June has shown what happens when he puts those two things together simultaneously. The man has 13 home runs and 37 strikeouts this particular month. I am so sorry that I told you before how good he was. (laughs) This man is insane. And when he hits that free agent market, the deal should start with a B. Give him the messy contract. Give him ownership. It is nuts what Million dollar deal this offseason. That's wow. You know, I'm gonna reward you with points for acknowledging (laughs) maybe at times there were hyperbole and stories you've done in the past, but now, boom, you're in it. Go for it. Not if you're not. Now I mean it. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean it too. I need you to negotiate a deal for me, L. Duncan. Listen, I want to go to this word that exists only in our imaginations: supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Like that's the only superlative I can come up with with for this guy. And listen, we talk about the duality. L. just mentioned one year batting, one year is the Cy Young winner. But this year, no when he Cy pitches, Young yet. he's actually hitting better. Like that's like uh. when I do another show and come in and crush first. I mean, come in and crush around the horn too. Like kind of. Right, okay, Tony? all right. We get, I, I, once again, I salute you all for being the Otani of the industry doing multiple jobs, but Cordy Cronin right now at this moment. I mean, have you guys seen the MVP odds? What has happened to the MVP odds, Cordy? Uh, they've exploded in favor of Shohei Otani, and the Angels have played 81 games. This is really early for his odds to be minus 1,400, <laughs> with the next best odds at 35 to 1 for Corey Seager. So that implies that he has a 93.3% chance to win the AL MVP. Remember, it's June 28th, but Vegas is telling you something. And he's the sixth pitcher in Major League Baseball history to have two home runs and 10 strikeouts in a game since the mound was moved up. 1893. Go ahead. I'm with I'm with Ellenis. Pay him all the money. If Max Scherzer makes 43.3 million dollars a year and he's the best pitcher, and uh, Aaron Judge makes 40 million dollars a year, he's the best hitter. Go ahead and give Shohei Otani a combination yeah. of that oh, okay. at the very baseline. Mm. 1893, that's before Babe Ruth was born. And Courtney, he's not just the sixth pitcher to do that. He's the only pitcher to do it and have three hits. Um, L apologized. The truth is a lot of us, maybe not me, owe Shohei Otani apologies. Because less than five years ago, we were debating whether any of this was even possible. Not only did he call his shot, and his pitch, he exceeded literally every expectation people had of him coming into Major League Baseball. The debate is not whether he's the best player. He's obviously the best player. The debate is not whether he should get the biggest contract ever. He should obviously get the biggest contract ever. I actually believe we are ready to have the GOAT debate, the most talented player of all time debate. That is where we are at Okay, right now. well, let's have the debate. Oh, you can come in first here. And not only is he the most talented player, Mina, he's the smartest because after he hit that first home run, he wouldn't even high-five his team because he had the wherewithal to conserve his <laughs> okay. energy so he could get back out on the bump. This man's a genius. <laughs> is that where we are now? Do we have an exit uh, velocity reading or uh, uh, on how much energy is moved in a high-five? We can't do that anymore. <laughs> how can you high-five with a crack of People ale? That's always stuff. ask me, what is the best prediction in the history of Around the Horn? And there's so many good ones. <laughs> I mean, how do you possibly get it? But I say it's not so much a prediction as a bodily function here, a bodily reaction. Mina, you know, yes, Mina. Mina, you knew it. You knew it in advance. You wanted the Mariners to get them when they didn't get them. That's how you reacted years ago. And it's the most accurate thing ever been done on this show. Wow. The visionary. Bravo. Fireshell next. I'm still good. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. We do have some breaking news today, and it's big. Simone Biles announcing she will return for a meet in Illinois in August. This is going to be her first meet since the Olympics two years ago. The return of Biles, Courtney, what does it mean? What's a fair expectation? I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but this could be her trying to plot a path towards the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. She'd only be the second U.S. women to make a third Olympic team. Dominique Dawes did it in the last within the last 50 years. But the U.S. Classic is a really important event on the gymnastics calendar. In 2018, she used that to break her hiatus after Rio and then went on to win two world all-around championships and three national titles. So maybe this is the beginning process of her getting back to what we know her to be, which is one of the best gymnasts in the world. Monica McNutt. Well, since she kind of shocked the world in the last Olympics and opted to take care of her mental health as opposed to competing, mentioning the Twisties experience, she's also been advocating for that since then. And so, yes, I think it will be incredible if she does compete in Paris. But I also think we saw Simone hit the stage at 16 in 2013. She's a woman now. She's a wife. I think the mental health part of this all will continue to be a part of her story, and hopefully she can combine them and win. Well, Duncan. I caution us from doing this to this woman because the last time we saw her, she was centering the conversation on mental health and the mental well-being of athletes. And two years removed, she got married. She doesn't even post about gymnastics anymore. And frankly, you guys, while it is exciting because she did use, as Courtney said, this very same meet a few years back to stage her comeback, it's very different now. She is no longer having to be the torchbearer for U.S. Olympics. That's Suni Lee now. That is on her shoulder. She's the face of U.S. gymnastics, and I'm hoping that that lack of pressure allows Simone to write this script however way she wants. If she wants to go out on top, if she wants to go for France, whatever it looks like, I hope we don't put any expectations on her at all. Amina Kimes. Yeah, I, I would describe my expectations as hopeful, but heavily tempered for all the reasons Elle just described. I can't get out of my mind the video of her at that last Olympics in Tokyo, um, basically practicing and suffering from what appeared to be the yips. It was frankly heartbreaking to watch, and it was incredible to hear her be so outspoken about her journey in the meantime, and it would be even more incredible if she was able to return to form. But. I don't want to put pressure on it because uh, this is someone who has been through quite a deal. But she is a competitor first and foremost. I think we know what type of pressure uh, the greatest of all time put on themselves. Mm -hmm. Monica, something you want to follow up there, please? Um, I mean, is she a competitor first? Like, I think we all have room okay. to continue to evolve, Understood. right? Like, I mean, right. yes, well Tony, said. she is an elite right. athlete, but like, I wonder how she would describe herself first. 
I heard a banned word there, but you were correcting me, and I think you did a good job doing that. So, well, uh, and, and yes, please, that was awesome. <laughs> I was just going to say, Courtney just said it, why there should be no pressure on her yeah. whatsoever. Only one woman in the last 50 years has done this. Dominique Dawes has made okay. three Olympic teams. Dominique there should be Dawes, no pressure yeah. on her at all to do it again. Buy or sell two, weird. Let's get weird. Clay Thompson says playing with Chris Paul will be a little weird, but he and Steph Curry also say they're excited. Who should I go to for weird and exciting here? Uh, Monica, <laughs> well, you're first in line, please. <laughs> Um, sidebar, weird and exciting, Chris Paul and Draymond Green, same organization. I feel bad for the officials already. <laughs> but when it comes to the idea yeah. of Steph and Clay and how they feel about playing against, playing with now Chris Paul, I get it. They were competitors. They had some memorable battles in the postseason. But we got to remember that even though Chris Paul's style has been described as deliberate and slow compared to the Warriors' tempo that is much faster, he's entering his backup era, and he's still a pretty damn good backup point guard. I think he can adjust, and the Warriors will make this fit worse. Work. He has a chance to pursue a title. Well, how do you hear that it's going to be weird? Um, well, I'm glad that someone finally acknowledged this. I'm really tired of, like, revisionist history, <laughs> like yeah. CP3 pretending like that him and Steph have been peripheral homies this whole time. We just didn't know. And I'm also kind of tired of the idea that we're talking about Michael Jordan, Ooh. Isaiah, you know, Thomas level of rivalry. They, it wasn't that at all. Okay. Just because they're chippy on the court doesn't mean there's a huge rivalry there. But I'm with Monica here. I understand that the weird part would actually be sort of these contrasting styles, but I'm giving Steve Kerr the benefit of the doubt. This is a play for April, not a play for October. I imagine he has a plan. Mina Kimes? Yeah, the... Enemies to friends aspect of this is not weird. It happens all the time in the NBA, and it really doesn't affect guys. What is weird is the basketball side of it. Monica just casually talked about CP3 being a backup. We have literally never seen that, Monica. This would be a dramatic We're here, change We're here. in this guy's career. It is, however, the optimal way for them to use Chris Paul, sort of like a turbocharged Sean Livingston. So I'm here for it if he is. Is he still turbo, though? Uh, Cordy Cronin. Yeah, when idols become rivals and then rivals become teammates, of course that's weird. We remember the perceived beef between Curry and Chris Paul dating back to, you know, their time coming up together in the league. Steph said this year in a midseason game, it's not 2014 anymore, making reference to the last time Chris Paul got the best of Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. But this speaks to what his role is going to be on this team. Clay played 69 games last season. Steph Curry played 56. You need a backup point guard so there is no fall off come April, come the postseason, and all the things that the Warriors had to deal with last season, make sure that those things don't show up again. So now you have really quality depth in Chris Paul. Oh, what's that look? It looks like you have something you want to share. Please, go ahead. Because <laughs> oh, I love you, Courtney, but this is not weird. Weird is sucker punching someone in the face and then huddling up with them and saying, go team for an entire <laughs> Which season. Which is what we That's saw last weird. year, right? That's weird. Mm. Peripheral homies was a line you just came up with before, which sounds like it's a upcoming uh, prestige TV. <laughs> we, we can get a cast yeah. for that in a second. NFL news of the day, interest in Dalvin Cook. Dolphins reportedly made an offer. The Jets, Broncos, Pats reportedly in the mix. Mina, where would be the best landing spot for Cook? Uh, the Jets make the most sense, not because Cook would be an upgrade. I don't think he's an upgrade, actually, for any of these teams. The advanced metrics last year were not great, but because there is some uncertainty about the status of their second-year running back, Brees Hall, so it would be good for them to have insurance. Courtney Cronin? 
I still think it's Miami, but playing into this list, Denver's a really intriguing and interesting option here. The ties to George Payton, who was their GM. He was the Vikings assistant GM when Cook was drafted in 2017. And Dalvin's a free agent. He gets to pick where he wants to go. He might be looking at Sean Payton and what he did for Alvin Kamara, for Darren Sproles, and so on and so forth, and saying, hey, I want to be used like those running backs. I'm pumped because our NFL analysts, I'm on the same page. I think it's the Jets. And look, when you look at guys that were 1,000-yard rushers last year, it's Nick Chubb, or the last four seasons, it's Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook. He wants an opportunity to win. This Jets roster is loaded. Reese Hall's coming off an ACL injury. I think it's the Jets. Mm -hmm. L. Duncan. My mind is telling me it's going to be Miami, but my Broncos heart is saying, let's ride. Mina, don't you judge me. Do you know Mina, who the leading returning rusher me. is for the Broncos? Russell Wilson led the Broncos <laughs> you do know. in rushing and last year. And most of that was which running is why away he should from pressure. Because he's not even Correct. running anymore. Yeah, yeah. Running for his life. Tony Crone and Monica McNutt, thanks for the time today. It's a Mina Kimes, L. Duncan showdown in two minutes. That's <laughs> right. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Peter Kimes, L. Duncan, good luck in showdown. Alyssa Thomas, triple-double heater continues her third in a week but Connecticut couldn't score late lost to the Liberty New York now in better position for the Commissioner's Cup this was John Quill Jones's return to Connecticut nice cheers for her Brianna Stewart surpassed 4,000 career points in league history the quickest to do that Mina what's the headline it's got to be Thomas. Tony, I want to lay out the timeline here. This past weekend, she was snubbed from being a starter on the All-Star team. What did she do? She recorded two triple-doubles since then. Now holds the season record and the career record. She is the definition of, of and I took that personally. <laughs> Nell Duncan? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Stewie, actually, because she broke a 14-year record that was held by, like, one of the goats, Diana Tarazi. But the subplot here would be exactly what you said. They're now dead in the evenings in the standings for the Commissioner's Cup, mm. and New York holds a tiebreaker. So that was a significant loss for the Sun. Alyssa Thomas, how could she be not starting the All-Star game? I mean, just putting it together will give the points and the FaceTime. It was a one-topic showdown to Mina Kimes. 
Yeah, I, I just wanted to extend my condolences to the friends and family of former NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett, who died yesterday, reportedly in a drowning incident in Florida at the age of 35. He was on the Texans and the Patriots, of course. You remember him breaking records at Arkansas. But I was particularly touched by a story I read this morning by Yahoo's Dan Wetzel about his career as a high school football coach, how he felt that he had found his calling truly was making an impact there, a life taken too soon, and a loss to many. Thank you for remembering him that way, Jim Cox. I think the reports are a riptide. Al Duncan, you've been a lifeguard before. You know how serious that is. Always you got to swim parallel, parallel to a riptide. Yeah. We'll be at tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.